All right, episode two of Tapped. This is Beneditti, and today's episode is with another good friend of mine, Joe Zanka. Joe is an entrepreneur, a business owner. He's a co-founder of a company called On Demand Storage, which is a student and all-around moving and storage business in Boston, Mass, that he's been up and running with for years now. He also talks about creating his own podcast called the Get It Done Podcast, what that experience has been like, what it is to take the first step and navigate these sorts of you know, terrains um, as far as starting a business and a podcast, You know what he's gotten from it and how they tie together as well. So some pretty cool stuff here with Joe. Hope you enjoy it. See ya. Good to go, man. They gave I, us a countdown and all, but we're off. I think we're live, buddy. I think we're live. We're doing it live. Joe Zenka, how are you, man? I'm doing good, Bennett. I am happy to be on the show, dude. I, uh, I've i been doing my own podcast for a while, and I'm always happy to, to hop on someone else's because I like to support anybody else who's doing a podcast. I think it's an awesome thing to do, and I also like to uh, let somebody else lead the charge because that is is also fun to take off the plate. And so I'm excited to see how you do with yours. Yeah, man. Well, I know all about your podcast. I, I watched you start it and rip through it firsthand. And like I've told you, I mean, you made it look easy, man. It was inspirational for me. Just like it was just like you didn't give a fuck and you just started doing it and there was nothing else to it. So it was cool to watch firsthand. That was it. That was it. And you were on it and we had a great episode together. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's one of those things. The first thing it's funny because I, I like to I like to refer to it a lot of the time because it's one of the first things that I actually took that approach where I just didn't care really what anybody else thought about it. I didn't care what anybody else like anybody else's critiques on it. Like, oh, you should have segments and you should do this and you should do that. I was just like, nope, I am going to do it how I want to do it which is simple, which is like around the theme of, you know, business owner, entrepreneurship and having a conversation. You know what I mean? I don't think every, I think every podcast can be completely different. I think anybody can do it the way that they want to do it. Um, I don't think everybody needs segments. I listen to Joe Rogan show all the time. I like the way he does it and just talks to people. You know, I think that's where the most valuable information comes from rather than, you know, scripting everything and, and having people come up with answers and, you know, in advance, I think, when you just get into a conversation and talk, that's the way it goes best. So I've loved doing it and um, met a lot of people, had a lot of great conversations. And the cool thing about it is that they're all saved, you know, so I can go back and listen to them um, whenever I whenever I please. So that's great. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned your podcast, which is focused on entrepreneurship. Years ago, you started a company. Uh, you and I worked together for a good stint of time there. Um, and likely I see us working together in the future again. Mm -hmm. I do too. Um, so on-demand storage is your company. We'll definitely get into that. Uh, but let's just keep going with uh, uh, this whole podcast thing right now. So Joe's podcast is called Get It Done. Uh, for anybody out there listening, this podcast is called Tapped. And my name is Benedetti. And I'm just going to run with that. Um, nice. So with your podcast... You are interviewing a lot of entrepreneurs of all shapes and sizes, ages, different sort of businesses they're working on. What was the thinking when you just like jumped into it and started? And where 
if anywhere, if at all, did you meet some sort of a, a resistance or a fear as far as like what people will think or will people listen? Because you really did. I mean, how many have you done now? Um, 130. Get the fuck out of here. You've done 130 <laughs> of them? 130. All right. So you're at 130. Now, back at the beginning, what were you feeling and what was the motivation to start it? So for me, it was something I always wanted to do, just like you. Uh, I know you had the bug to try it and, and get on here and do it. Um, you know, I've always listened to podcasts. I, I love them. It's what I listen to in the car. Sometimes I even watch them on YouTube instead of TV. You know, I think it's just like I love watching people that um, you really only know from like TV shows. You watch their stand-up comedy or, you know, you hear about them like from their business careers, whatever. I like when like you kind of gets unfolded and, and you get to see their true personalities over something like a podcast. I feel like that's really where you see people's kind of, you know, true sides come out. And so I want to start one. Um, and then the pandemic was kind of an inspiration for me because I didn't really know where to begin. You know, I, I thought like, oh, I need some studio. I need like, you know, a $2,000 a month budget to do it. And like, it just wasn't feasible. I didn't think it was. And I need all this time because I need to invite people into the studio and, you know, whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, once we started hopping on Zoom calls, I realized like I could just make a podcast out of this and it would be a great way to post content on LinkedIn, YouTube, whatever, and, and you know, start gaining maybe a following, just putting stuff out there, even just if it's promoting my business, like you can see with my background, you know, the business is right there. So it's kind of in people's face. So I started doing it um with that in mind and and i wanted to talk about being a business owner i want to talk about entrepreneurship i think it's a you know when you get to talk to other people that are doing it it's um a unique quality that you share you know just like if you're a if you do extreme sports like if you're a skateboarder you know you talk to another skateboard it's like you have that kind of in-depth passionate thing in common where like not a lot, not everybody can relate so i wanted to talk to other business owners and once i started doing it and I was doing it kind of selfishly at the beginning, you know, I was just trying to do it to put out content, do it to maybe educate myself on, you know, from the other people I was talking to. But I realized that there's so much valuable information that can come from a conversation like that, where you talk to someone about how they got started, what their challenge, what challenges they faced, um, you know, how they market themselves, how they put themselves in front of their customer. Talk to me about, you know, the hardest time it ever was as a business owner. You, you, you start to see that like, there's a million different journeys that you can get on to, to start doing something and start creating your own businesses. But you also see so much commonality. You see like all these common traits that, you know, it, it really boils down to uh, persistence, hard work, and like this kind of just get it done attitude, which is where the name came from. You know, originally I was doing Barons of Boston, which I thought was stupid, but I needed a name and I threw it on there. And, and then I changed it to get it get done. It. Get it done is better. <laughs> yeah, better dude. What the hell? I don't even know what a Baron is. What but, is a Baron, dude? I have no clue. I don't know. We need to. You need to get a Jamie to start. Looking have somebody up. pull it up. I'll yell to Harry, who's my roommate. Yeah, we need to go to Harry. The walls. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this. Um, and so the theme entrepreneurship, like sort of uncovering these commonalities, and that there are people creating businesses in so many different ways and doing it successfully and sort of picking at their mindset, all these really cool things. Um, now, 
just to, again, back to like starting it out. And I, I watched it help the business when I was working with you firsthand. It was like a marketing sales engine and it takes time, but it drives conversations. It opens the network. Like there's an edge there. There's no question about it. I mm. saw mm. you do it as a small business owner firsthand and it had an impact, uh, which is awesome. But did you feel like, I have experience, like there were years where I was acting and I had to do all these things that were super uncomfortable in front of a camera. And even now, just doing this with you, like you feel nervous. You feel like nerves and shit, the annoying, like yeah, yeah. nonsense. Did you get over that as you went? Like, was this the first time you've been in front of a camera, putting yourself out there? Was there this overcoming of anything that has improved from the start until now? You know... Because you seem just kind of like it, this is effort, like comfortable and it's effortless and well, you've done so many of them. This type of thing does kind of come natural to me for some reason. I don't know why. I can't really put my finger on it. You know, like if you, like if we were to go to a karaoke bar, like I'd get drunk and sing. Like I don't, I don't give a shit. Like what people, it's just kind of. I like, I like doing it. I like talking. I think, um, yeah, I like just having conversations. So. The nerves and stuff, uh, they were definitely more existent at the beginning. I totally agree. I think that, like, um, what was a challenge for me was leading a conversation, you know, and making sure that um, the transitions were smooth and that, you know, you were asking questions that were relevant and trying not to ask the same people, like, the same questions, even if they weren't relevant to what they were doing. So, for me, the biggest challenges and editing, you know, I, like, just, like, coming on here and talking to a complete stranger that I've never met before and literally did research on one minute before I got on the show was easy for me. Uh, editing yeah. the show, like I, my nightmare, it's a nightmare. nightmare. Yeah. Like, and it's not, yeah. it probably isn't that hard, but like, even just like trying to add that step, um, that's been the biggest challenge for me. So I've always, I mean, to be honest, I like just don't even edit them. I don't even edit them. And another yeah. thing too, Ben, is that I don't, um, and this is, I can relate to people now. Like, if you ever hear those crazy interviews with actors when they say, I've never even seen one of my movies, um, like yes. you know, people who are like top notch actors that don't even watch their own shows or movies. Um, I have never watched one of my show podcasts. I don't go back and watch it. I don't know why. Um, like I kind of live the conversation and I, I, I remember what we talked about. I remember everything that goes on. Um, and so I think if I were to go back and watch, I would probably critique myself and probably say like, Oh, I sound like an idiot, blah, blah, blah. But I've realized that none of that stuff matters. You know, people look up to you and admire the fact that you're even doing it for some reason. So even if you think you sound like an idiot, just the fact that you're putting yourself out there um, is something to be, you know, kind of proud of in a way. So I don't let that stop me. I don't go back and listen and try to critique myself and, and say, oh, I need to stop, you know, saying um so much or not swear or whatever. I just, I just do it, dude. I just, I, I've tried to make it the most natural thing it could possibly be for me, which is have people on a show, get to meet them, have genuine conversations, don't you know, let editing stop you. Don't let like bad graphics stop you. Don't let anything stop you. And then just as you start doing it, as it starts getting better, then you can add to it. Like I started out with just no microphone, no light. 
uh, barely even a background. And I added those things over time because I was like, yep. well, I want to make it a little bit better. I want to make it a little bit better. And then I have, you know, some cool artwork that I got done, which is nice. But no, at the end of the day, um, I don't think, I don't think you want it to be something, you know, just like music. Like if, if you're a musician, which I'm not by any means, uh, like I said, I'll sing karaoke, but that's other people's songs. Um, but if you're a musician, you know, the best musicians put out the music that they, they themselves want to hear and that they like the most. And it just happens that other people like the, their, their, other people share their same songs. So if you got to make it what you want it to be and, and other people will, will listen if they want to and they won't if they don't, but exactly. Yeah. So you can't care. No. And so you, yeah, you, you jumped in and you've been consistent and you're enjoying it. And to the point of starting simple, I mean, whether it's, you know, a new workout plan that you're trying to initiate or like some crazy diet, especially when you're starting, keeping simple, I think is, um, really can make all the difference in the world. And it sounds like to some extent, that's what you did with the podcast as well, which probably helped with just jumping in, but couldn't agree more. 130 episodes in and having fun with it, you know, what more could you ask for? So the next thing I wanted to talk to you about was uh, just jumping back to this whole thing of entrepreneurship. I don't know about you and you tell me what you think about this, but I feel like that COVID in the past year plus has sort of expedited what was already in motion as far as like people wanting to break from the nine to five um, pretty, pretty intensely, I would say. And people just sort of having this like, you know, fantasy idea in the back of their mind about starting their own business, being their own boss. And I've been in a position where when you're just working a regular job, it feels so out of reach and so distant. But then I spent a year trying to start a company with you guys. And now to me, having gained some experience, it's like, hey, I'm closer to this now. And it being something that I want to do, it just feels less daunting. But I think so many people really on the other side of this will almost out of like necessity find in them the parts that want to be more creative and want to do different shit. I mean, are you having conversations like that with your friends now who, are, who might be thinking that way? And if so, you know, what does it mean to you to be in a position where you are, you know, years into having started your own business and now being in that place now where you are your own boss. Yeah, I mean, um, I totally agree with you. I think that there's definitely a movement away from the nine to five. Um, and I totally see why, you know, I was never, I, I could never do the nine to five. I, I did it, you know, I, I always had jobs growing up, um, you know, throughout high school. And I always had jobs, you know, in college as internships. And then I, I worked in the real world for about 15 months before we started on-demand storage right after college. Um, and I personally felt as if it was like, you know, it just suppressed me. It just like put me in a Ziploc bag where like, I couldn't like be myself. I couldn't, you know, I, I couldn't really work under other people's parameters. You know, I had to kind of be able to truly be even a good employee, like, you know, be more myself. And maybe it was just that I didn't find positions that way. Maybe it was just that I had no interest in what I was doing because of those things. But no, at the end of the day, um, I have been having some conversations with friends. I think that, um, you know, just from my own opinion, it's never been easier to start a company. Um, and especially if you're someone who has, 
I mean, I, I'll put it this way. If you have a college degree and it's in something that's like relevant, like business or, or, you know, finance or just, you know, anything, anything really, um, there are jobs out there for you. You know, I have friends that graduated college with like criminal justice degrees and, and they do tech sales. And I have friends that graduated college with, um, marine engineering degrees and they do, you know, they do accounting and it's just, so my point in saying that is if you have a college degree, to me, it's a risk-free thing to, to start your own business. It really is because you can always go back and lean on that degree if all else fails. So if you have an idea and you're someone who's passionate about something, you're someone that like, you know, you have this burning thing inside you and you want to get it out, then I think that I shouldn't say it's totally risk-free. I mean, at my age, it was. At my age, it was. I didn't have kids. I started when I was 24. I was still, like, my parents, I was, they were fortunate enough to let me live there for a little while while I was getting going. So I started, I'm very fortunate and happy about the time that I started because it gave me kind of that leg up. It allowed me to start in a pressure-free environment, um, well, relatively pressure-free. But at the end of the day, too, I think that there's so many things out there, like so many different ways to uh, monetize something, so many different ways to make money, so many different skills that you can learn nowadays and apply them through something like the internet that if you have this passion, like I said, or you want to start something on your own, um, just go for it. And you can do it uh, as a side business to start and then make it more than that. You can learn the skills while you're at your company and then just, you know, cut the ties and hop right in. Um, but if you fail, you know, I think that you can, I mean, during the pandemic's a little different, but now that we're coming out of it, you know, there's always different ways to find jobs. So many people are looking for employment. Um, you can, so that's how I kind of look at it is like, it's been the most rewarding thing I've ever done, you know, starting a business. It's been the most challenging thing at the same time, um, which I think everybody would, you know, attest that they would be like, yeah, that it's, it's extremely challenging. But at the end of the day, um, People I talk to that want to do something like that, like I couldn't be more encouraging to them. I'm just like, you should do it. You should do it. You should try it. Because a big reason why they want to do it, I feel like, is because not only do they think they have a good idea or they have a passion behind it, but it's also because they don't like what they're currently doing. So, yeah, and that's, this. and yeah, it, it, exactly. And I really do think that so many people have just reached a breaking point as far as a wrench being thrown into their lives and them having to kind of just sit myself included and think about everything you're doing and why and what aspects of your own life you're just unhappy with. And a nine to five means so many different things. And obviously it is dependent on the situation, like as far as how risk um, free it may be, like you said, based on responsibilities, families, kids, whatever it might be. But there is something to be said about you have a job, you don't like it, you don't want to be there, but you're still there. And when you think about what's risky, I mean, I think it's risky to stay down that path for the sake of your future and your own well-being. I mean, everyone, so riskier, we're, we're, con we're conditioned to think like about retirement and career and security and safety and all this. It, it's not shit, but it is shit. It's shit when... It comes at the cost of like, I've never done what I've wanted to do. And now this fear is just built up and I don't know how to do it. And I think that the real risk 
or at least one risk that should be weighed is this like very cliche but real concept of I'm going to be an adult and I am not going to have the life that I want and I'm going to have to look back and realize that I never even tried to get it. And not only, as you hear, do people really look back and appreciate the process of going for something, however hard it is, but if you make anything happen at all in the pursuit of something that you want, like you've kind of won the game. You've got the best of both worlds. You've 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 broken from this you know, like path that's just sort of laid out there. You've reached a breaking point, or you've had enough, or some opportunity, whatever it might be, and now you're just moving in this different direction. And if you can somehow create even the slightest bit of success in that world, dude, I mean, what more can you ask for? Yeah. But you're never gonna get there if you don't at some point start moving in that direction and just based on my own experiences um dude i mean it's like everything the longer you let something build the, the harder it becomes and i think there's so much to learn and just jumping into something like you said about how many different things you can monetize and how many different types of opportunities there are when that you might not you might not be able to see them until you've learned to be scrappy do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And until you've been in that uncomfortable place, because that's where things start happening. And, you know, I've worked nine to five, nine to fives as well. But, I, you know, I've also spent years in New York, in L.A., acting, working in restaurants, doing in this stuff, doing startups with you. And I've sort of bounced around and you learn a sense of, you know, you hear it all the time, like really being comfortable with uncertainty and having to just kind of like be a little bit scrappy. And that's something that the longer you're in it, the better and the more helpful it will become in time. 100%. I, um, I, I couldn't agree with you more when you said that the risk of not starting is greater than the risk of, of staying exactly where you are. I think that, I mean, to me, that's it's crazy. It really is. It's like, and not just because I've done it and like had a limited success doing it. You know, I've, I'm, we haven't created exactly what we want to create yet, but you know, we have a, we have a, we built a solid little company that um, has taught me a lot about being a business owner, what it's like to get started, um, just life in general. You know what I mean? Um, but you know, there, there were times where I, had no real money. Um, my next paycheck wasn't guaranteed. I was doing, you know, we were trying to execute a plan that like we didn't really fully understand where it fit into the market. And we had, you know, a lot of bills that we've, we had, you know, expenses that had grown in our company that we needed to meet on a monthly basis. And I'm telling you, man, I would, and then there was another time where I was working for an employee. I, I was an employee of a company. I was working for an employer, a, a real estate yep. company. And I had no obligation to that company outside of my 8.30 to 5 uh, time frame. You know what I mean? I, I would go to work. I'd you know punch in, punch out, so they say. And I didn't have expenses. I was getting paid a steady paycheck. I was, um, you know, minimal, minimal, like, responsibility really within the company. And I'll tell you what, I had way more Sunday scaries waking up 
going to that job where I had no obligations, really like limited creativity, um, just punch in, punch out, I would dread it versus you fast forward to, you know, two years later, you got to meet these expenses. You got to come up with a way to get your product to the market. You got to do this, do that, the other thing. Like you have no money coming in. You're banking on hopefully something happening within the next couple of months. So you could take, you know, what, what would be considered one paycheck by most people. And I'd go to bed like a baby on Sundays, like, because I would just be like, Oh, this week's going to be great. You know, I'm going to figure out something new. I'm going to apply, you know, I'm going to read about a new skill and be able to actually apply it to what I'm doing on a daily basis. I'm going to create something on my own and then just go bring it to the world and see how it fits in there. I'm going to talk to people. I'm going to go out and get lunch when I want to get lunch. Just like all these little things that add up, they really do. And, um, and because I knew I was doing it for me, I wasn't just doing it, you know, for some big corporation, some conglomerate. I knew I was doing it for my partners. Um, that just made it so much easier. And so I couldn't agree with you more when you say that, the the risk of of not starting and continuing exactly where you are i mean what's the true point what is the what is the actual point what's the point so what are we like doing a, here you get a paycheck yeah whatever you get like you said these there's retirement well that has vastly changed since like our parents were you know back in the 80s that type yeah. of stuff looked way different than it does now like social security just has kind of disappeared and it's just like all these things that you can't control. You have no control over that. Um, benefits, you have no control if you get laid off. Look at what happened to all these people in the pandemic. Like, what's the yeah. risk of staying somewhere, putting your heart and soul into it 12 hours a day, and then having something like that just rip it right up from underneath you? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, yeah, I, I, I hear you 100%. And, you know, it's easier said than done, but. The deeper you go into it and just thinking about like all that is life, uh, the harder it becomes to just sort of accept being unhappy with the path that you're on. It kind of just comes to a point where it really doesn't make any sense if you're in a position where you can do something about that. And obviously that's not an easy thing to do, but I, is th I do think that it is something people are going to start doing a lot more of for our age in the years to come because I, I think the landscape, as far as like you said, what it was for our parents is just going to change pretty pretty drastically and right now it's, it's a lot more manageable when you're working from home, you have all this time, it's probably not even that bad, um, but good luck to the companies that <laughs> try to bring everyone back into an office if that's a thing. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how people are going to do that, but dude, I... <laughs> total change of subject here but i literally just saw the matrix for the first time last night did you really <laughs> yes i gotta rewatch those ones but i have seen it before when i was in like probably high school um you gotta watch it now because like everyone's always talking about like it's not even about like the the whole you know artificial intelligence or simulation or any of this crazy crazy stuff which i mean even the smartest minds of today are are talking about but it really is more just about this concept of like living how you want versus living how you're sort of taught to live and what it means to actually follow your own voice and believe in what you're doing and do what you want. Um, and it was just really cool. First of all, it's a fucking sick movie and Keanu Reeves is the man, but it's also just it like, 
<laughs> it, it was I just hadn't seen it and to watch it at you know 28 when everybody I know is constantly talking about the stuff we're talking about now it's like damn this movie was way ahead of its time like this could have been made now and it would have been totally on point is what I'm trying to say yeah no it um I, got, I do gotta go back and rewatch it and you know I think that like you said just like living the life that you want I mean I just remember that just like sparked in my brain. Like when, when I was just graduating college, I didn't get a job until like September, October. I wasn't really even looking. Um, you know, I kind of spent the summer just kind of doing my own thing and, and taking my time to figure out what I wanted to do. And I remember one day my dad saying that like, I should try to become like a, and this, no offense to anybody who is one, um, it's just not my thing, like a public, like get like my CPA and then I could go work for, like he had a buddy who like worked in like a government job and you know, it was, it started out being like 80 grand a year and which is good when you uh, really good when you're that age and um, had all these benefits and like, you know, you'd work there for 30 years and like, you know, you'd retire with a pension that like would be whatever in your salary and like, you know, no, nothing against my dad either. I mean, he does, he works his ass off. He works and he doesn't do anything like that. But at the end of the day, like, he was like, you know, you should think about it. Like, it's a solid thing. And, like, it made me want to puke. Like, I was like, that sounds disgusting. I was like, that's just the fucking, the epitome of, like, it, it just, like, maybe it's exactly what I don't want to do. It's like, the, it, I don't know. It's just because, like, I don't know if you... To me, it's like being in the ocean as a fish and, like, then putting, like, just taking yourself out and putting yourself in an aquarium. Like, <laughs> the world is the ocean, and you can go any direction that you want to go, and you can meet new yeah. fish, and you can, you can go, you know, check out over here and, like, make your, you know, make this what you want to do for a little while, and then maybe it doesn't work out, so you go change, you, whatever. You yeah. come down the coast, or I could just put myself in this, this glass tank. And, you know, have everything just be like la-di-da. I, I, I don't know, man. That's just what it is. And I'm not even trying to, like, all this stuff is just coming to me right now. But at the end of the day, that's what how I look at being a business owner. And, and sometimes, you know, even lately, I've been feeling discouraged. You know I mean? You and I, you've talked about it a couple of times. Like, we were working on something together. Um, you know, for one reason or another, it just didn't pan out the way we thought it could be. And and the more I learn about the moving industry, I mean, we're kind of better off. Like we're, we're definitely better off that it didn't because right now the way the moving industry is going, and we saw it, this is why we stopped doing what we've been doing, is that people, there's not enough people working and there's a, too many jobs. So all these guys are just booked out. Like they, yeah. they have no yeah. opportunity. They don't want more work. They really do not. More work is like the last thing in the world they want. They don't need it. They need Dude, people to will we'll do another podcast and we could even at some point and we could kind of break down our own experience. Um, and we sort of talked about it. And by the way, the whole sea to the aquarium analogy was fantastic. <laughs> just off the cuff. Imagine but, like a pudding. You just, yeah. Like you get caught. Two, by yeah, a just get me out of here. Yeah. Put <laughs> me in the tank. No, but, um, you know, it's uh, and we talked about it some on the episode I did on on your podcast. But, dude, I mean, I didn't realize until it was over and I was looking back like the crash course that crash course that 
we all got. You guys had gotten it before just starting the moving and storage company in Boston. But the crash course that I got in a year about starting a company and like all the different aspects, all the moving parts about a company where we literally were just in a room talking about an idea to, you know, we had what, 12 or so different companies in, in cities all over the country up and running on this thing, paying us in a matter of like six, to eight months, which was awesome. But we just got hit hard and had to sort of shut the doors. And so much of it was because, you know, yeah, dude, I mean, th these, these guys are slammed and, you know, they're, there's so many people out of work. They just don't have the, the manpower or whatever. And yeah, I mean, what we were doing probably wasn't going to work in the end, but we were rocking and rolling for a little bit. And it, it certainly would have been nice if it had, but you know, what can you do? Shit happens, right? Well, it goes to show you. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And it, you know, maybe it would have, I don't know. I don't know if, it, you know, we, we did definitely get a crash, crash course. Um, we definitely yep. learned a shit ton, you know, I think a um, shit ton. Yeah, like about how to approach something, but you're totally right, dude. This like was a concept, and then we put it on a whiteboard, and then we just started it going. We mapped out how it needed to go. We completed the map step by step. Get someone on board. Get them here. Get them here. Get them here. Plug people into those roles. Um, you know, we hired people. We trained people. We um, made our own marketing materials. We, you know, yeah. deployed we did everything, dude. We money. did everything. We, we had to figure out the flow of money, the marketing, bringing new people on, like the customer service and support, like how to just get the idea going, how to bring on the first, I mean, it was a lot of fun. And for me, it definitely switched to second gear as far as just working for something that you are sort of building yourself and having a direct impact on. And uh, I don't know, I have a hunch that a lot of people would enjoy the, the process because, you know, everyone wants to be their own boss. But when you actually, you know, win, lose or draw, like after a year or years of trying to start something, it's a different animal and it's fun and it's exciting and uh, you learn a ton either way. And I feel like that's definitely, that's what we got. I'll tell you what, man, I mean, I... I... Totally agree. And, and there are times in your life where you're frustrated, like by, you know, because whatever you created doesn't work. And there are times when, you know, you feel like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, or, you know, you, you do have questions. I mean, it, it always like, there's always like, sometimes this grass and the grass is greener on the other side, mentality slips into your head where you're like, Oh, I could just be doing that. And like, it would be way easier. But at the end of the You're day, just slipping back into the matrix. If you do that, you know what I mean? Uh, you just got to stay the fuck I'm out telling of you, dude, something like <laughs> they could offer me to be like the president of Coca-Cola and I would be like, fuck that. Like, I really, I, I don't want anything to do with that. I don't. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that's just me personally. I think it's just like a mentality that you maybe develop. I think that, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a rewarding thing. I think if you, have the opportunity to do it you should um if you don't but want to you should give yourself the opportunity to do it you know what i mean like if you're working right now and you have a dream to 
start your own business one day. Let's, you know, work a little harder, make a little bit more money, save it up. Don't go spend it on, you know, useless crap so that you can inevitably take the jump when you feel a little bit more comfortable when you do and you have a little bit of a nest egg behind you and then work hard at whatever it is you want to do. And I mean, it's funny because I think you can quickly catch up to like what you were doing beforehand um, if you set up your company the right way. You know, you can do it in a way where you can start making the same amount of money that you were making at the old company and you can start giving yourself benefits. And, and there's so many cool advantages to being a business owner. You know what I mean? Like my business pays for my car. So that's an expense that I don't have. Um, and I drive a nicer car, like a, a better car than I would probably be able to afford uh, or want to afford on my own. Um, you know, we have, you're able to take people out to dinner and, and talk to them about business and pay for it on a company car. Like, you can do all these things that oftentimes I guess you really can't do, you know, when you're just working for somebody else that there's perks, you know, there's perks to it and it, it can be fun. And, um, and yeah, I, I think there's just so many rewards to it. And I, I feel blessed that I was able to start when I was because, you know, now that I'm 28, um, I look ahead and I'm like, well, I've gotten this master's degree, doctorate degree in like trying to build something. And if I were to start again, from scratch, you know, I'd be, I think I'd be way ahead of, definitely way ahead of when I was 24. For, I can, I can see that, but it's a very cool spot that you're in now. And I'm, I'm sure that you do see it yourself where you're 28 and you're still trying to figure out, you know, your company and what's next and growing it and this and that, but you've got years under your belt of living in this world of, entrepreneurship and sort of living like on the outskirts and off the beaten path. And you've learned the process of starting a company and then sustaining a company. And that's not something that you can learn overnight. And it's no. not something that you're going to learn if you don't jump in. And I think it's real. I, I just think anybody in a situation like yours, I, I see it as exciting because you're still young, you're 28, but you've got to jumpstart towards a career in what can actually be entrepreneurship. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think I do. I mean, me, you know, I have two partners who are our friends, obviously, Barrett and Robin, and we've learned a ton together. You know, I mean, there's been there's been no doubt about that. Um, there's a lot there's a lot that goes into being a business owner that I guess you know you wouldn't be able to learn on your own. Um, and, and we didn't have, I mean, we had some mentors for sure. You know, uh, we definitely had some mentors, but there's a lot even with mentors that you like setting up payroll and, and, um, and all that stuff that, you know, make like forming the company the proper way, all these different insurances that you need to pay for and, and when they renew and things like that, that you like, you know, you got to just learn by doing them. But yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, I think what I've learned is that, um, I, I've learned so much, you know, from just being able to manage people to structuring a company. I think that's huge. I think that when we first structured our company, you know, we did it in a way where everybody was equal. Everyone was, um, so there was no, everyone was getting paid. Well, we were, we were getting paid nothing when we first started. So we were all getting paid $0. Um, there was no like commission. So we just split everything. Um, there was no true roles formed. So 
you know, there was not like we we had we had titles. There was a president, CEO, and and I was I'm COO, COO, uh, but those didn't mean anything. You know, they didn't have any definition to them, and I think that made us slow down. You know, what I mean, I think that like we went into it just three guys with an idea, and we kind of had to figure out what we wanted to turn it into. Um, but now if I were to start something new, you know, I think it would be very defined roles, very mm. like well laid out, like, Hey, if you do this, you get, you know, you get rewarded for it, stuff like that. Um, that the only way I, I learned that was just kind of doing it, I guess the wrong way. Um, you do a lot of things the wrong way and you just run how to do them the right way in the future. And that's kind of yep. business owner one-on-one. There you go. Um, and just, uh, I had a thought, um, that I wanted to throw out there, man, just talking about, you know, everything we've talked about, which is just, you know, starting a company like it. I mean, I'm sure that it's kind of lit a fire in you and just back to the whole life and work and nine to five. It's like when you're younger, you have all this excitement about certain things and you have this, you have passion about whatever you're doing. Maybe you play an instrument since you're in elementary school and you love it. Or, I mean, everyone I know plays sports. Doesn't matter what it was, baseball, football, whatever the hell it was. But you have this, this excitement and you have this passion and you also have this competitiveness. And the idea of all of that just going away when it comes to what you do for work is pretty terrible. I mean, oh, I think yeah. these are these are things that people need. I mean, competitiveness and excitement and passion. And I know you feel it. You know, this company, it's not even like the work we were doing. The company was, was mine. I mean, it was the four of us working on something. But building something from scratch awakens in you a lot of the shit that is lost when you have a job you don't care about. And I felt that myself. And... I'm sure that you felt it before too and feel that sort of enlivening now. Yeah, no, um, I definitely do. I think that I couldn't agree with you more, you know, when you, when you're young and you have like the whole world ahead of you and, you know, it just seems uh, yeah, like once sports end and once all these things stop, you know, or it, it couldn't even be sports. It could be, you know, anything that you were doing when you were, younger and didn't have a care in the world it felt like you you should be doing what you you're doing what you want to be doing like we didn't play baseball because we had to like someone made us we just did that because we wanted to do it and we did it because we made friends doing it you know what i mean and um and i think that I think that when you when you get into your career, you have to keep those things in mind. I mean, like when you're continuing to do what you want to do, you know, you're gonna want to be better at it. Like that just is what it is. So it's like, I when I was in my you know career, um, you know, I remember sitting down for like a six month evaluation, and like I hadn't made like a ton of progress in the first six months because I didn't care. Like I just didn't want to do what I, what they had me doing. And like, I thought I did, you know, when I was in school, I was like, I want to be a real estate guy. I want to learn how to analyze properties. I want to learn this, that, and the other thing. And, and then when it came to actually doing it, like it wasn't something I stayed up at night and thought about. It wasn't something that I practiced when I got home from work. It wasn't something that like I woke up and got in early and, and was calling other people and asking for advice on. It was just something that 
I went and at eight thirty for to five. I like tried to do it, and and if it didn't work, then then I would figure it out the next day at eight thirty. But with entrepreneurship, it's just like trying to you know play a sport, like you said, like with baseball. You know, we'd have practice after school or on the weekend, but then after, you know, you'd stay after and hit. You'd wake up early and like you know go get you know private lessons or go hit hit the ball off the tee. You you do extra things because you wanted to be really good at it. You wanted to achieve high results for yourself and for your team and for everybody else. And, and that's how I kind of equate um, being a business owner too, is like I wake up every day trying to just make our company better and thinking of ideas that I can make our company better and working on things that I can make my company better. And, and it's just a really rewarding thing. And um, yeah, that was a good analogy to it. Yeah. I mean, baseball, whatever it is, you do it endlessly because you just love doing it. And I think it's a hollow feeling when that goes away, whether it's after high school or after college. And you can fill that void with anything. But I think the point is that you have to fill the void. And I don't think either of us are trying to like shit on any one thing in particular. I mean, we've done jobs you don't want to do. Um, you know, everyone's trying to navigate these waters in, in some way. And as long as you're happy, then that's it. What else matters? But it's almost like a plague. Like, I mean, the, the idea of just that going away, like the passion and the, the fire and the competitiveness and the drive and all that, like that's that, like we said earlier, the risk of losing that as far as all that life is, I think is like the biggest, the biggest risk of them all. Yeah, I agree. It really is. I mean, what else do you have after that? You know, I think um, I think that it doesn't give you anything to like really look forward to. It doesn't, and then all of a sudden it just compounds. You know, what I mean, it just gets to a place where I think when you're younger, when you're you know our age or younger, like I I alluded to it earlier, like the, starting at the right time is key because as life goes on, you know, you might meet a girl you really like and get married, and you might um, you know buy a house and you might have kids and as you start to do these things it doesn't become impossible to be a business owner by any means but it certainly becomes a lot harder you know what i mean now you are doing it because you have to make it like you have to make it work and and more often than not you see a good opportunity to, to make it work but a lot more pressure a lot harder time to do it um you're doing it and you're putting other people through it you know what i mean like at that point you're you're kind of like it's not only it's People always think it's like a, a solo journey, you know what I mean? Like even if you're a solopreneur or you have a team, like it's, you're doing it for you, but you're really doing it, like there's a lot of people affected by that decision. Um, and, and the closer they start to become, like kids and wife and stuff like that, the harder it may be. But even for me, like, you know, like I said, I was fortunate that my parents, you know, I, I could stay at their house for the first year or so I was starting our business because... But they, you know, that was them continuing to provide me with food and shelter. And, and then, you know, my friends, like, not being able to see them as much. Me not having money to go do fun trips and stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of people that are also on the ship with you that, like, you know, you're affecting. And so I think if you're younger, you're definitely at an advantage. And, um, and while you, you know, don't have those things going on, it's a great time to try. And because if you fail, then 
it's, you know, like I said, there are other people being affected by it. It's just you. You can deal with that. You can get back up on your feet. You can go get a job. Like, I mean, a lot of people are hiring right now. You can do these things. Well, not to mention who doesn't fail. Who doesn't fail? Everyone fails. Dude. We, Nobody. We, yeah. I've no, tried. On-demand storage, like, I've tried four or five other things since I have owned on-demand storage. And I haven't yeah. had true success with any of them. You know what I mean? Like for a little while I was doing real estate, like still like selling real estate. Um, couldn't get that off the ground. I wanted to the partnership program thing that we were talking about, you know, didn't go the way we wanted it to. We're trying to this, that, and the other thing, like you fail the whole time. Like you just, but how you manage it and how you, and what you learn from it, you know, is key. And then you don't repeat those same mistakes that led you to failure. Um, right. But like you said, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't fail? Who doesn't fail? And, and a lot of it will just be, you know, a, a matter of just being, you know, committed and dedicated to whatever it is that you're after. Because to think that you're not going to fail or, you know, have everything go to shit at some point or whatever, it's all. I mean, that's probably as much a part of it for people who end up doing really cool shit as anything as, you know you'll hear from anyone you want to go listen to is doing some, you know, really cool stuff. So it's almost like not knowing what's going to happen is, you know, all the more reason to just, to just jump into it. Yeah. Yeah. But Hey man, we're at almost 50 minutes. The first one's in the book and uh, in the books. And I, I seriously appreciate you doing this. I think this was awesome, man. Thank you for that. Dude. I love having, I love being an on. Thank you for inviting me on. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, Really happy for you that you got this off the ground. I think it's going to be something that you really enjoy doing. I think um, having conversations with people, you're going to learn a lot, um, especially the type of people you're going after, you know, and, and diving deep a little bit with. And and you'll find that's just a really rewarding thing. And, and, you know, you touched on how it's a good business development tool, and it is. You make good relationships. But at the end of the day, um, you can use it for a lot of different things, and, and you can learn so much, and, and you can meet cool people. And you know, I haven't done another podcast. Like, I've done a podcast with you on my own and, and maybe Barrett, but like you guys are like the, my only friends that I've done a podcast with. And it's, so it's something that you end up sharing with somebody that you don't share with a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like I've done 130 podcasts, but I would say 120 of those guests, I'm the only person that they've done a podcast with. So right. it's kind of a special relationship in a way. Like we did something together, we filmed it and we put it out to the world. For anybody to see, um, it's unique. And so good for you for starting for sure. it. I support anybody that's starting it, and I appreciate you having me on as a guest. Absolutely, my man. Absolutely. Well, let's leave it at that. Um, and I'm sure we'll be doing another one on yours or mine or whatever very soon. And I think we went, I think we went pretty deep today, and I certainly intend to as well for the next one. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Me too. All right, my man. Well, Joe, thank you again, and uh, have a great day, my man. We'll talk soon. All right, buddy. You too. See ya. In the book.